Welcome everyone to the Hyphen on Earth podcast. I'm your host, Kingsley DeMacpore, and uh, it's our first episode of 2022, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Even though we are three months into the year, uh, it is still brand new, a lot of new things to learn, new adventures to explore, so uh, I am excited uh, for this year, and I'm excited for this episode uh, because I have one of uh, my dearest, like, person that I've known for uh, over 20 years. Uh, her family and my family are, are really close. Like, she knows she knows me from, like, uh, back to, uh, f- like, my fresh off the boat days. Uh, like, she knows, uh, she, she knows us uh, really well. So uh, I have Camille on here, and, uh, um, and Camille... And uh, her family and my family have known each other for a real long time. And uh, Camille, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, where you are now, and what you're currently doing? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's crazy that we really have known each other forever. Yeah, past 20 (laughs) years. I know. Time has really flown. Wow. Well, good evening, everybody. My name is Camille. I am actually an engineer. Um, (laughs) I am, when I say actually, I mean, because I came from a legal background. So I was actually a law student who transitioned into the engineering space where I got into the whole aerospace engineering realm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm currently finishing up my doctoral program at the George Washington University, where I'm focusing my research in ways to improve technology for people of color and diverse backgrounds. Um, I'm also getting a second master's at Columbia University right now. I'm currently a senior engineering con- consultant um, at one of these large <laughs> consulting companies, which again, honestly, all of this is by the grace of God. Um, I'm Nigerian American. I think that's the new term they say, Nigerian American. Me, I'm a Nigerian. I'm Nigerian. I'm an Igbo. From Delta State, like full blown Najab babe, and I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) Good stuff, you man. You you got uh, uh, degrees upon degrees, like uh, super uh, uh, proud of all your accomplishments, and uh, looking forward to uh, our listeners just get to hear your story and get to hear what's going on. And uh, to get a little bit into that, I uh, want to ask you just some some either or questions uh, to build a little context for our listeners. So these are like rapid, uh, like rapid uh, questions. So just like, don't, don't even think about it. Just like your first, <laughs> first response. All right. So would you rather call someone or text them? Call. Okay. Uh, would you rather wear uh, leather or denim? Denim. Okay. Uh, jasmine rice or parboiled rice? How big? Parboiled. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that in there. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Uh, let's go. Um, uh, let's go. Uh, sci-fi or or drama? Drama. Drama. Wait, I like I like sci-fi. Sci-fi. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, a- okay, okay. <laughs> All right, got you there. Um, uh, let's do last one: fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Fiction. Okay. You um, have you gotten to anything uh, interesting in the in the fiction, both like movies or books, world lately? 
Um, I was actually reading this book called The Social Graces, and it's just based in the Gilded Age. And um, that's really it. I like just reading random books. I don't necessarily yeah, have yeah. too much experience. Uh, I do read, read a lot of nonfiction and books about self-improvement and stuff like that. But to mm. be honest, whenever I have free time, I do like to indulge in a book that's just just not real, just get out of reality. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We Yeah, we all need that. Uh, just, to, uh, uh, we all need an, ex- an escape every once in a while, just to give us a different perspective and, and, um, help us cope with, uh, things that are going on in the world. So, uh, so that's good. So, um, let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. I'm, uh, uh, just gonna, uh, ask some questions here and, um, we'll get into it. Uh, so, uh, you, you just listed off just, uh, a, a bunch of, <laughs> Uh, a bunch of uh, things that, you know, you're, you're busy with, you're doing uh, engineering, like you're doing consulting, like, what did you want to do? Like, what did you initially want to do when you started exploring like a career? Like, did you know from the get go, I know you started off even in wanting to go into the the law field. uh, But, but how did you get interested in engineering and uh, the science technology and engineering field? Yeah, definitely. I think that initially, of course, I wanted to go the law route. And I think that Mm. being from a Nigerian household, it was kind of like, yeah, you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor. And Mm. I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I always felt that I had to advocate for people. That's like my number Mm. one thing for wanting to go into law. Um, However, I went to law school for a year and a half and I realized like, this is not it. I really Mm. saw that this was not necessarily where I needed to be. So I yeah. went online one day. I just went online. And I said, you know, what is area? Where are areas that people are, you know, facing adversities in? And one yeah. of that was within the technology space. And that's mm-hmm. how I now started learning more about artificial intelligence. And I was like, wow, we are literally going into the fourth industrial revolution, which is, you know, yeah. categorized by automation. Like, mm-hmm. how is that affecting people? And then I was like, oh my gosh, let me find a mentor. And I saw nobody that looked like me. So that's really when I was like, oh, okay, well, there's not really that many of us. So Mm -hmm. how can I pivot into this um, career? So what I did was I just, I ditched law. You know, I didn't tell my parents at first, like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm going to explore another path. I instead, I applied, got into a program where that's Mm -hmm. where I got my first master's in engineering. And I had a 4.0 GPA that semester. And I was like, hey, by the way, I'm going to become an engineer. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how... I now pivoted into it and yeah yeah so you're 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 kind of like a you know a, a trailblazer and uh um like you're 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 going into the field where um like like you said uh there's not a lot of people who look like you that you can you know look up to so like so what keeps you what keeps you grounded like what keeps you going when you're in a field that has uh, that doesn't have a lot of women and, and, uh, it doesn't have a lot of black women. Like how, how do you, how do you keep going? Like what, what are the messages that like you tell yourself to encourage you to, to, to keep working harder and, to, uh, you know, to keep exploring and keep learning and keep, keep pushing those boundaries. Like what, what motivates you? Definitely. I think really what motivates me is just knowing that I can make a difference. And I know it sounds really cliche, but Mm -hmm. I think that I feel and I utilize a lot of my social media platforms to inspire, encourage, as well as 
help other people. So that mm-hmm. actually keeps me going, knowing that I'm getting into these positions. I'm getting into positions. Let me, let me not say I'm getting into. God is yeah. putting me in these positions mm-hmm. that is allowing me to open the door for other people. So yeah. knowing that I can help get other people into these positions, into these industries, that actually keeps me going. The mm-hmm. superficial part that keeps me going is I'm in a job beat. And we Man. can't <laughs> start doing this grace and then trying to jump somewhere and then doing mess up so that's yeah. why i'm very i'm very um people think i like school oh mom, i'm tired of school i'm very tired of school but yeah. i do feel like my educational background has really given me a lot of leverage to progress in the field so i'm yeah. not just getting into entry-level roles anymore i'm getting into you know mid to senior leadership roles where i'm a- actually able to do more like i i i can imagine that uh, being one of those uh, first trailblazers in a, in a particular field, that um, there there's you know some obstacles and challenges that you you know you overcome. And one of the things I love to do on this podcast when I have people come is that uh, the whole reason why I, uh, I I wanted to create this space for a conversation is because uh, you know I I myself live between different worlds, um, and uh, I. You know, we we can talk it talk about it at the cultural level. Uh, and uh, you you mentioned earlier when you say you're a Nigerian American, and you know that that itself is uh, is almost a, a new concept because you know uh, as we are understanding who we are, these you know first generation immigrants who come over when we you know where we we're kids, uh, and we grew up we grow up here, we still have a a tied identity to our roots, but at the same time we are uh, attached to our life here. So like our, it's almost like we have a foot in both worlds and culturally. And then there's also, uh, there's also that level of uh, professionally where uh, you could, you know, you can have uh, your toe, you can have a foot in in one world uh, where you are um, uh, like, kind of like what you said, where you, you like, you have a passion and desire to help people and uh, but you also have this gifting from God to uh, where you are you are wired to uh, understand uh, you know uh, engineering and, and technology. So you know you're 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 in these two worlds that God is kind of bringing together uh, to not only shape you but to shape the people around you. And uh, and like wherever for our listeners, wherever you are, whatever worlds that you are kind of uh, you find yourself in tension in, um, there are obstacles and challenges that come in the way. Uh, so I, I, I want to just ask you a little like what what have been some obstacles to get uh, from where you were to where you are now? Um, and, and that can be that could be anything, it, you know, it could be. Uh, just you know, maybe the the process of um, moving from you know law school to uh, you know to the engineering field. But what what are some of those obstacles and challenges that you face to get to where you are right now? I think one of the um, obstacles, well, I guess some of the obstacles being presented with would definitely be um, the fact that I come from a more humanities background and mm. now you know, I'm more of the English history type. And of course, okay. going into a field like engineering, you have to be more science and more mathematical. So okay. I honestly found that to be probably the most 
like that was probably the most difficult part of my educational journey was changing the way that I think from, you know, a, let's say, like you can go qualitative versus quantitative. I was more of a qualitative type of thinker. I wasn't necessarily with the quantities and the quantifying Mm -hmm. numbers and stuff like that. That was a really big big switch. Yeah, that's a big switch. (laughs) (laughs) It's huge. Like the way that I process things may not be the way that, you know, the, my professors process things. And that has definitely been a challenge. Um, Mm. Another obstacle definitely that I think I actually navigated through well. And that's only because I think the way my parents raised me was there's Mm. a lot of people who tell you that you can't do something because Mm. traditionally you didn't do it. So I had a lot of people saying, how are you getting these engineering roles? For example, my first role was in an aerospace engineering company where I was working with nuclear weapons and working with things that go to space. And some, you know, people are like, how did you even get that job? And I was like, I was raised by my parents to believe that the people that have already done it did not have two heads. Mm. Anything is literally possible as long as you put effort and you trust in God. And that's Mm. why it's funny because back when we were at Divine Grace, the one um, Bible scripture, what was it called? Memory verses that has stuck with my whole life. Uh My whole life is Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Uh-huh. And that's the one that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Yeah. And I genuinely feel that God has directed my path to where I am right now. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, and I struggle with this, like a weird struggle, because people will literally say, how did you do that? And mm-hmm. I try to explain it. I genuinely do because I don't want anybody to think that I am gatekeeping the industry or transitioning. But sometimes yeah, yeah. it literally is just God. And yeah, I yeah. think that is so amazing. It's really helped me to get to where I'm going right now because I will be in a position and especially at my old jobs and people would make remarks just because of my skin color or just because I'm younger or because I'm a female. And I think that being Nigerian also has helped me with the tough skin because I look mm-hmm. at it as, oh, if you want to play, let's play. Um, <laughs> you take it as a challenge. <laughs> exactly. And it, it, it helps me. It helps. It's really helped me. I definitely yeah. think that the cultural background has really helped me. And, um, and I think maybe the third final obstacle, really having to adjust to everything just happening so fast. You know, I've only been in the engineering field for not that long, and I have surpassed like a lot of levels, and it's all happening so fast. And yes, I have the educational background, I'm getting the experience, but sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, let me slow down. I had a job opportunity for a director at a startup company. And I was like, wait, 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 like, you know, but I think that I'm grateful to God for putting me in these positions, but I'm also mm-hmm. realistic with myself and say, slow down, learn what you can learn. You Absolutely. just, because an opportunity is there doesn't mean you have to go at it right now. You need yeah, to make yeah. sure that your feet are guided at a timely manner, God's mm-hmm. manner, and then boom. I, I was just reading about uh, patients yesterday and um, patience is, is one of the things like older people describe our generation as one of the most impatient generation because <laughs> we are so used to instant gratification. Uh, we are used to, you know, popping, popping a pop tart in a 
or even even a toaster is too is too slow for you know our generation these days. <laughs> like uh, uh, we're we're used to sticking things in a microwave and wanting it immediately. Like our our internet is so fast. I remember whenever in in the early two thousands, I remember I would go home, start the internet. <laughs> go take a shower, brush my teeth, put on my clothes, come back, come back to, uh, come back to the desk and, uh, like make sure no one's getting on the phone so that I could get on the internet. And, uh, with just, you know, with just some blessings that we've had, you know, it's, it's made us really impatient, but there's just some things in life that, uh, patience, patience is, is, um, is, is needed for. And one of those things is with just, um, uh, being number one, being where God wants you to be. And, and again, that may be cliche, but, uh, two is just really finding fulfillment. There is a, a lot of research and statistics out there about the, um, the millennial generation. I'm not sure. I think you, I think you're, you're, you, you qualify as millennial, don't you? Or are you Gen Z? 45, anybody, it's like 20, I think 21 to like 45 or something. Is okay, like, so you're, you're, you're right. Yeah, you're right there uh, in there with us. Um, you know, millennials, we get, uh, <laughs> we get bashed on on so, so many things, but uh, we, um, you know, we, we, we're, you know, up for the challenge and uh, patience is, oh, I was going back to the research. Let me finish that thought real quick. The research said that uh, millennials are uh, so dissatisfied with the positions that they're in and the reasons that they give for why millennials are so dissatisfied, dissatisfied is because of this instant gratification of if, if I don't, uh, if, if I don't, if, if I don't reach this level of success at this particular age, then I, I'm not successful. Or uh, if I don't make this amount uh, at this particular age, then I'm not successful. And the whole grid of how we assess ourselves and how we judge ourselves has been switched uh, to where now we we judge ourselves mainly on you know how much we make and. Uh, and our, our, our fame. And, and, and you said it just right. Like patience is one of those things where you can find joy in your work and God wants you to find joy in your work. And that's not going to happen if you're impatient in, uh, in, in, in not being able to, to sit in the moment wherever God has you and let him use, uh, whatever is in front of you to shape you and to mold you. So uh, you, I, I wanted to ask you uh, just to dive in a little bit deeper, just to get into your world a little bit, but what, what does an aerospace engineer like into like, what, what are some of the things that you do for that? Like uh, give, give us a little, a little bit of uh, perspective where I'm not even sure if I, is it aerospace or aerospace? Am, am I even saying that right? Like what, what, what do you, <laughs> Eros, you know, I'm over here saying it, you know, like, uh, like a true, true, uh, true Ghanaian. But what, what does that entail? Like, what, what are some of the things that you would do for uh, that role? Right. Yeah. So an aerospace engineer, typically they're the ones that are designing spacecrafts or satellites or missiles mm. or just type of aircrafts that go off into space. 
Um, there's different things that people will do within it. And, and most companies, for example, an aerospace company would be like Boeing. Boeing is an aerospace company. Airbus, mm-hmm. um, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon. Those are the major aerospace companies. And yeah. of course, you have your commercial and then you have your government side. So mm-hmm. the commercial side of Boeing would be their planes or their other stuff. And then you also have the government side, which is going to be the side that you're working to create things that defend the world, whether it's defending the space or defending the, um, you work with the Air Force, you can work with the Navy, you can work with different things. But in my previous job, I was working on nuclear weapons with the Air Force. Yes. So that's actually, I can't talk too much specifically about what I was doing. But um, typically aerospace engineers come from different backgrounds. You can be an electrical engineer, you can be a software engineer, you can be a mechanical engineer. So a lot of times whenever, um, and it's, it's so sad because you have to be a U.S. citizen, but a lot of Nigerians or a lot of Africans I have noticed majoring things like mechanical and industrial. So aerospace yeah. would actually be a good industry for them to utilize their degree and get paid in a, in a very well. But yeah. a lot of times these roles do require you to be a U.S. citizen. Hmm. So That's interesting. Well, yeah, that's uh, man. So you're you're helping people uh, not only get from one place of uh, on the planet to another, but you know you're you're helping people. You know you're you're possibly helping Elon Musk get to to Mars, <laughs> as, uh, as the news have been saying. So man, that's that's so awesome. That's so cool. So what are what are some of the things that you look on your experience and you think back and you're like, wow, that brought me a lot of joy because. I mean, just hearing you explain uh, some of the experiences that you've had, and I'm like, man, you know, obviously there is some 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 hard work that you're doing. There's probably a lot of uh, calculations and uh, different uh, research and 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 work that you're putting into it that uh, makes it uh, long long staking. But what are some things that have you looked back on, like, wow, that was a highlight for me that brought joy uh, for me. That that was an experience that I I'm going to remember for uh, for a long time. What are what are some of those things for you? I think that a lot of hmm. I think the, the biggest thing that I've really enjoyed in my career, just looking back, is just the excitement of being able to hire people. That for me was amazing because I got put in the position where I am bringing in more diverse talent, where it's not a question of, oh, do you think this person might be a good candidate? It was literally like you have the autonomy to hire them. And for me, that was amazing because I feel like a candidate is beyond the paper. I feel as though you also have to have a sense of understanding that people are different. And a lot of times in interviews, people get written off or wrote off because maybe there was not a connection between the interviewer and the interviewee. So I made sure that I really focused on who this person is. If you you were in an interview, and I tell people this all the time, if you were in a job interview, especially entry to mid-level, and they ask you a question that you may not know, it is actually better for you to tell me that you do not know, but then follow up and say, could you please tell me the answer? 
because that mm. shows me that you are teachable and that you want to learn. I would mm. rather hire somebody who is teachable and wants to learn versus somebody who wants to come into an organization and say, I know everything and they can be yeah. wrong. Mm, you know, good. being humble goes so far. And I think yeah. for me, being able to hire, be the person that is helping other people take care of their families, helping other people build generational wealth with the simple, you know, you're hired with the simple, yeah. you know, writing in my tap, my notes, like, okay, these people right here, they may not have gotten, you know, 10 out of 10 questions. They may have even gotten six or seven out of 10 questions, but just mm. because the fact that they showed that they want to learn, that they, they know things. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying if somebody gets every single question wrong, then I'm going to hire them. But I think that that made me so happy being able to be the person that's pivotal in somebody's uh, financial journey. And wow. so that was, I've hired so many women in the aerospace industry. I've hired so many people of diverse backgrounds because a lot of times you will be the only one in an area. And what, just because you're the only one doesn't mean that it's right. You yeah, need to yeah. get into positions where you can help recruit. I literally told people, I looked in my office, this is when I was living on the West Coast, and I was like, there is not that many Black people here. And the lady, she was Caucasian, she looked like, oh, Oh my gosh. But then she was like, I know who to connect you with in order to change that. And yeah, that yeah. that Caucasian, that's why I always say people need to be allies with people of different backgrounds. Because mm-hmm. when you work together with somebody from a different background, you can do a lot of good. And I know mm-hmm. systematically a lot of people can be hesitant, but this Caucasian lady connected me to this Hispanic man who happened to be over the department for recruiting and hiring. And that's how I really got into that position. And I was able to bring so many people into that organization. And I'm really, that's like my favorite part of just being an engineer is Mm. just working with TA, working with HR, working with my teams to bring people of diverse backgrounds into the organization. Wow, wow, that's so good. There's there's two things that stood out to me in your response. The first thing I just want to point out to, our listeners and I, I've, I've known you for a really long time and uh, like just just know your heart and uh, like you are um, you're I, I see your your desire to advocate for people just coming out in uh, in your uh, passion and your willingness to, you know, to use uh, your your platform to expand it, you know, to expand it for more people. So, I mean, I just I just want to uh, affirm that and encourage that in you of like just just seeing um that your 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 desire at first to to go into law school and realizing that's not the right path but you still wanted to advocate for people like God is still using that in in the field that he has you in right now and then the second thing that you said that really really stuck out to me is that you you said the candidate is beyond the paper uh the candidate is beyond the papers beyond the resume and it it amazes me uh, like, I mean, you, you look at all of these like heroes of the faith that we have in the Bible. Um, you, you look at a guy, a, a well-known guy like David and, uh, David, David never submitted a resume. He, uh, he was out in the, the, the wilderness, uh, with, with sheep, uh, whenever, uh, Samuel, the prophet comes to his, his dad to come and anoint one of his sons, uh, one of his sons for 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 king and and David is it wasn't even there but but God called him 
uh, God had his eye on him and God knew that he, he was that person and God had to tell Samuel, God said, uh, don't, don't look at him. (laughs) Don't look at his physical appearance, Mm -hmm. uh, because the, the Lord looks at what's in the heart and not what's on the outside. He doesn't look at the physical appearance. And I, I feel like that truth is, um, I think we're we're at a point in our world in our society where we we're really neglecting neglecting this this truth that uh, like character and humility are huge things and like you said it goes a long long way uh, if you are uh, humble and and willing to learn um, and realize realize that you're not up for the task, uh, on your own. Uh, and, uh, and, and that you, like you, you need to learn. Everyone needs to, to be learning to, to sharpen your saw and to, you know, to get better. And I, I love the other thing that you said just about the being in the interview and being asked a question. And if you don't know it, don't try to fake. Cause I've been in many, many interviews <laughs> where I could tell the candidate did not know the answer and they were just, you know, they were just like <laughs> fighting and clawing just for words to, you know, to make it seem like they know what's going on. I'm like, oof, I, uh, you know, you're trying, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not working. So that's, that's some deep, deep truth right there. That's so good. Um, my, um, my, uh, just a, a, my uh, last question is uh, like, what is one thing that you wish you knew before embarking on this, on this journey? Like, uh, and, and maybe, maybe even like beyond uh, the, your, your, your time spent in this, in the STEM field, but even uh, like before this journey of your career, like what is one thing you wish you knew before you started? One thing that I wish I knew before I started, wow, that is, I think, well, I don't really know if that's answering the question. I, I think my my answer to the question is a little off topic, but hey, say I, it, say it. <laughs> I, I, what I wish that I knew before I started embarking on my journey was that I knew that things would make sense in due time. Mm. And when I say that is because I'm at a point now, and I was just speaking to my friend yesterday and he was telling me, he's just like, you know, I love the way that God connects me to people. And I'm glad that God connected me to you, Camille, because your life experiences have really cultivated you as a person. And I Mm. started really thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? the way that God has really ordered my steps. And it's literally sometimes I sit back and I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense now, God. Because whenever I first got into just just growing up, let's just say adulthood, I was always yeah. just like, I've always had very bad anxiety. And I try mm-hmm. to be more transparent with people about that because I have extreme, and I know that sometimes people would say anxiety means you're not trusting God to do something. But I think that you still trust in God to do something, but you still have like, you, you just get Absolutely. life, life comes, you know, and, yeah. I, and life comes. Absolutely. So now I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, 
you know, I went to law. I did law school. I didn't finish law school. I, I, I ditched like a hot sack of potatoes at a law school. But I learned so much stuff in law that I'm now using in just life period. I know that I'm not signing a contract until I read through it. You know, engineering, just being able to transition into engineering, things that I've learned in my program, things that I've learned about myself in that program. Then I moved to Nigeria. I randomly moved to Nigeria. I ended up Mm -hmm. doing NYSC when I was in Nigeria. That was me living amongst 3,000 native Nigerians in a forest on the northern part of Nigeria. And and I survived. And people kept telling me, oh, Camille, you're not going to make it. You're not strong enough. You're not this. And I made it through that. And it showed me new things about myself. And then yeah. I also, I graduated high school when I was 16 years old. I went straight to college, same year. So all these different things really came together to cultivate me where I am now. And I think that I wish that I knew that everything you do in this life, as long as you listen to God, everything will make sense in due time. And I really, so I used to be like, what am I doing? I would literally sit there. I'd be like, what am I doing? And I'd ask myself, I'm like, why is it that I'm wanting to do this? Why did I do that? And these are good decisions, not that I'm doing bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how does this all come together? And then- now it's all coming together. And I can yeah. literally be like, wow, God, I see it unfolding. I see it happening. I may not always understand it. Sometimes I may not always trust it, but I see it coming together. And this, and I honestly believe that this is just the peak of it. I mean, not yeah. even, this is just, this is barely scratching the surface of it. I really truly believe that the plans that God has for my life is great. And I really plan on using my platform and my life and everything to help other people get to that point in their life where they feel like, oh my gosh, I've made it. And anytime I can, I tell people, look, it's God. And even if you do not feel that you are qualified, believe that God has already qualified you. Believe that what is supposed to be for you is going to be for you. There have been doors that God has slammed shut. And I'm like, God, why is this door closing? And then I realized, oh, because this bigger door is being opened for me. And I remember going the law path and I would apply for just little $12 an hour job just because like, I'm like, I just need the experience. And I would be getting rejected, rejected, rejected. And I was like, oh my goodness gracious. And then I look back, I'm like, what if I had gotten those jobs? What if I got it? And then I was content with where I was. I never would have looked into my engineering position where now God has blessed me in that area. And a lot of times, if you ask people that know me, I'm probably always giving my money out because I don't believe that God has given me all these finances for me to just be buying like material things. I feel like God has given me these finances so I can support other people. And not that anybody's taking advantage of me, but I genuinely love being able to use my finances to help other people get to a level where they are literally experiencing um, new financial success. So, yeah. Okay. I think, I think uh, you, you, you the you the pastor now. Like you're, <laughs> so you you preaching now. I'm like I'm like yeah, go pastor. <laughs> oh man, that's so good, uh, Camille. Thank you so much for for uh, just sharing your life with us, and um, uh, it's it's been just a blessing 
um, for, for me, uh, to, you know, just to see how God's hand has been on you, uh, all these years since I've known you. And, uh, you know, when you, when you talk about like trusting God, um, trusting that it'll all work out, I, you know, I think about how, uh, faithfulness is the, is the, the thread that kind of weaves, you know, in, in Psalm 23, it, it, it ends with surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of my life. And a, a lot of times we think that uh, surely goodness and mercy will go before us. Like it would be in everything that we do. And then as we see goodness and mercy will follow it. Uh, but a lot of times it's that the passage says goodness and mercy shall follow us. It's pursuing us. So it's, it's like our, our faithfulness or really God's faithfulness is the thread that is weaving our uh, our obedience, and sometimes even the the messiness and the messy things of life is weaving both the bad and the good, uh, all for the purpose of our molding and our shaping, uh, our journey to being more like Jesus. Um, and as we are faithful, as we're dependent upon Him, uh, He's going to weave all those things together for His glory. So. Uh, thank you so much for just sharing your life with us. And you just want to speak blessings and more favor over you that God will continue to expand and enlarge your territory. And he will continue to use you in everything that you, you do, that everything that your hands touch, uh, all the people that you uh, encounter, um, they will be blessed. And uh, in turn, they will bless others. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely amazing. Love what you are doing with the podcast. Love what you're doing in real life. I feel like you've always been an amazing role model to so many people. So again, it's just so crazy that we have known each other for that long. I remember when y'all yeah. first came from Ghana yeah, and that we picture keep those pictures. We got to keep those pictures to ourselves. All right. Oh, like, oh my goodness! This is hey, people. I got pictures. I got pictures of you too, by the way. Love. Just saying. So. <laughs> Times have really changed. I just love yeah. this. I just love where we all are, where yeah. God is taking us. The ministry work that you're doing is amazing. So again, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you listeners for joining us for this episode. Uh, you can, I, I will link uh, Camille's uh, Instagram in our show notes and, and uh, uh, feel free to follow her and just keep up with her work. And thank you for joining us for this episode. We will see you on the next one.